On today's episode, I'm going to tell you a very personal story about one time in my life when I felt very lost and alone and heartbroken and how pursuing one thing, peace, got me through. Because I think that's what we need in the world today more than everything. And at the end, I'll also share a fun thing that makes me smile every day. Welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times, the show that explores how people endure and even thrive in difficult times, all with God's help. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Join me on a journey to find inspiring stories of hope and wisdom learned in life's hardest moments. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tamara's Takeaways in the Stories of Hope and Hard Times podcast. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Last week, I had the wonderful opportunity to share with you Suzanne Earle's podcast. I asked Suzanne an interesting question part of the way through the podcast. I asked if she ever felt overwhelmed by the thoughts that all her children have these different allergies, EOE and EGE. Did she ever wonder why God let this happen to her and feel completely overwhelmed? Now, Suzanne was really sweet. She explained that each of her four children's diagnosis and different allergies happened at different points and gradually just kind of built on each other. Sure, there were times that she cried, but she pressed forward with an amazing amount of faith and courage. And I love how she mentioned at the end that she spent time in prayer and that with God's help and strength, she seemed to be very, very at peace. Do you ever wonder how people do that? How how do people go through extreme circumstances like Suzanne and yet they are completely at peace and happy with their lives? That's a really good question, right? So I'm going to cover that today and also give you three things we can do to achieve peace in our own lives. And boy, don't we need peace right now. The world is a crazy place with the coronavirus, racial division, and major disasters happening. Today, I'm going to tell you a story from my life about a hard situation I went through that I didn't have answers for. And the one thing I found that helped me pull through was hope and faith, because I think that's what the world is really lacking right now. It's hope and faith and peace and maybe love to go th- get through what we're going through right now because it's it's kind of crazy out there, guys. So I'm going to take you back many, many moons ago when Tamara was young and single. <laughs> so it was a while ago. I, I met a guy that I really liked and we dated for a while and we had a lot of fun and he proposed and I said yes. And we were so excited. We were going to get married and we, we dated. It was summertime and we dated in the summer and it was just so much fun. We went on several adventures together. We loved both exploring nature and it was great. I mean, we had bumps in the road like every couple, but it, it, was, it was a great adventure. 
And somewhere amidst all this adventure, he came to me one night and said, Tamara, I just don't love you anymore. And I remember being so shocked, like, wait, what? Because I knew I loved him. I was just shocked that he all of a sudden just didn't love me anymore. And so we just broke off the engagement. We still continued to date for a while. And then finally he just said, oh, I just need a complete break. It's hard to get over somebody if you're with them all the time. And um, I felt like my heart had broken because I knew I loved him. And I didn't understand why this had happened. I, I felt like I had prayed and gotten an answer that it was good to get, for us to get married. And then it just didn't work out. And so I was confused. I was so, so heartbroken. I remember going to bed at night and just feeling the inside of my chest aching so, so badly and waking up and the pain was still there. It wouldn't go away. Looking back, with a little more hindsight, I, I dropped into a situational depression. I felt heartbroken and sad for several months. And I prayed and I prayed. I tried as hard as I could to draw nearer to God to help me process this. His sister and I were really good friends. And so bless her heart, she did a lot of listening. <laughs> as I tried to process because I still loved him so much and that just wasn't returned. Several months into this heartbreak, I remember it was Sunday evening and just feeling a little unsettled again and felt like I just needed to get out of the house. And I got in the car and I drove over. They were having some Christmas lights at a local uh, church and went there and there was a whole bunch of nativities set up and I was just kind of walking along looking at the Christmas lights at the nativities and I happened to see my former fiance and, and he was with another girl and he looked happy and he hadn't looked happy in a while and so I saw him and I said hi because obviously you can't avoid people you know <laughs> and the interesting thing is that that night, while I was talking to him again, and I suddenly felt this load, this weight, this pain that I had been feeling for months and months and months, suddenly lift. It was gone like magic. And I remember going home that night, like on cloud nine, I was finally happy again. I was happy that he was happy, but the pain that I'd carried for so many months was just gone. And I knew it was because God in his miraculous way, Jesus had saved me from my pain. He'd let me live with it and experience what heartache feels like because he knew I would need to know that and shortly thereafter I was um, 
serving a mission for my church and I met a lot of women who were going through heartache in their marriages. And even though I didn't know what that felt like, I knew what heartache felt like and I could cry with them and empathize with them. So sometimes God lets us pass through hard things. He respects the agency of others and he expects us to respect the agency of others. But here's the key. There is one thing in this world the adversary cannot duplicate. He cannot replace. And that is the feeling of peace. And that night, looking at those Christmas lights, I finally felt peace. I felt peace. I felt joy. And I hadn't felt those in a really, really long time. It had probably been six months. And it felt so good to feel peace again, to feel that hope that I'm going to make it. It's going to be okay. And the burden and the broken heart were gone, completely gone. And this feeling of peace didn't come the first time I prayed. <laughs> oh no, it didn't. I had to pray and pray and study my scriptures and keep drawing close to God, seeking constantly for help, for answers, for strength. And he did give me strength. But the blessing of peace took some time to get there. This past Sunday, we had a really good discussion with our family about why hard things happen and what to do when we don't have the answers. What do you do? What do you do? How do you answer people who are like, well, I prayed for God to solve this and help me and he didn't. What do you do? These are some really hard questions to ask, especially when you're in pain or when someone you love is in pain. You want answers. So I'm going to share with you two things I know for sure and then talk about three things you can do to pursue peace in your times of trial. But here's some things that I am 100% sure of. Number one, God loves you. He just loves you. You don't have to qualify for that love. You are his son or his daughter, and he simply loves you. Second thing you need to know is that our prayers aren't always answered right away, but they are heard. I remember praying at that point when I was feeling so sad and discouraged and asking God why. And the answer I got was, you'll understand. That's it. I felt that whisper in my heart. You'll understand. Oh, and that's a hard answer to get when you want to understand right now. Why is coronavirus hit? I don't know. 
<laughs> Why are we having crazy changes in the world? I don't know. I guess the second coming's coming. That's all I can figure. But guys, sometimes we have to just keep praying and keep believing that no matter the hardship, God still loves us and is still hearing our prayers. And I want you to cling to that hope that someday, like me in my story, the burden will miraculously lift. And it wasn't until years later when I met and married my husband that I went, oh, oh, I get it now. I understand now, but it wasn't for till years later. And there are some things we won't understand probably until the next life. So I know these two things. God loves you and he hears your prayers. And the reason I know that is because he has heard and answered my prayers. Maybe not till years later, but he has. There's this really cool verse in the Old Testament in Psalm chapter 34, verse 15. And he says this, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cries. So, at those times, when you feel like God isn't listening, he hears your cries. He sees your tears. So those are two things I know for sure. He loves you and he hears your prayers. And because he loves you so much, he might answer your prayers in a way that you might not think is best for you. But he does hear and he does answer in his own time and in his own way. Whew. Now, let's get into the three things we can do to seek for peace. Because peace is what we need the most of when we're struggling. Peace and strength. There's this really awesome verse I found in the Old Testament as well. And it is in Psalm chapter 29, verse 11. The Lord will give strength to his people the Lord will bless his people with peace. Oh, isn't that perfect? He blesses us with two things, strength and peace. And isn't that what we need the very, very most when we're feeling the very, very lowest? We need that strength to carry on another day, another hour, another minute, and we need peace probably more than anything else in our heart and soul. So you're probably asking yourself, all right, Tamara, I know I need strength. I know I need peace. How do I get it? Because all I feel is chaos and frustration and anxiety, and I'm not feeling strength or peace right now. Here are three things I have learned in my life that have really helped me so, so much. 
Before I share those things, there's a verse I need to read to you. And it's found right before a verse I just shared with you. It's in Psalm chapter 34, verse 14. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Isn't that, it's concise, it's very specific, and it's beautiful. We want peace. We want that peace so badly. And he gives us some really great clues there in that verse. Number one, depart from evil and do good. Basically, God's inviting you to do better, to keep his commandments. Because if we keep his commandments, he promises us his spirit. And his spirit is how we feel peace. So we need to do good and be better. Keep those commandments written in our minds and in our hearts and in, so that they come out in our actions. And are we perfect? Heck no. We make mistakes all the time. I do, and I know you do. We all make mistakes. And so that is why God's first invitation before he sends peace is for us to change for us to improve a little bit, to do good so that he can bless us with his spirit and we can feel peace. The second thing I'd love to invite you to do is to take some time to read and pray every day. Praying is how we communicate with God. It's how we tell him all these pains in our hearts, all our concern, all of our anguish, all of our joys. That's how we communicate with him. But often it is through reading his word that he communicates back with us. So it's a twofold process. Reading and praying, it's how that communication happens. Sometimes you'll hear a thought in your mind or in your heart, like you'll understand, like I did during my story. But often it's just little light bulb moments of inspiration while we're reading. And so if your mind gets a little distracted while you're reading God's word, maybe he's trying to teach you something. Now, if you're thinking about your shopping list or something like that, that's not what he wants you to be thinking of probably. But Sometimes when I'm listening to something inspirational, say an inspirational talk, or I'm reading my scriptures, all of a sudden I'll have this thought that I need to do something. And that's a thought coming from God. He's answering these prayers. So pay attention to those thoughts that come to you while you're praying and while you're reading. Because that is how God communicates with us. The next thing we can do that I'd love to invite you to do that has brought me so much peace while I have been stuck at home <laughs> so much of the time during this pandemic is to make Sunday different than every other day of the week. I don't know about you, but I have found <laughs> that my days have kind of run together. It's hard for me to remember what day of the week it is because I've spent so much of this time at home and so much of it is spent in my office or helping my children. 
And so I have learned the value of treating Sunday different. That is one of God's commandments, and it's a sign of this covenant between God and his people that they will keep his Sabbath. And how you do that is up to you. I'm just going to share with you the blessings I've found. So on Sunday, I do my best to connect with God. We have a little church meeting in our home since we can't go to church yet. (laughs) And then we have a gospel discussion as a family. It's not very long. But it's, it's good for my children to take a break from their electronics. It's good for me to take a break from my electronics and just step back and spend time together where we're not on our phones, where we're talking about God's things. And it doesn't take long, but keep the rest of that day different. One thing I do to make myself remember that it's Sunday is I put a skirt on. And I know not everybody loves skirts, and they're not my favorite things to wear either, but it helps remind me that this day is different and that I should be behaving differently. There have been studies done that show that how you dress impacts how you act. So if you dress a little differently, maybe put on a collared shirt on Sunday or a skirt or nice slacks, you'll behave differently on Sunday. And then do good that day. Do good. So those are the three things I wanted to share with you that I have found to be huge and instrumental in feeling God's strength and peace when I needed it the most. First, realizing I need to change and be better. Depart from evil, do good, as it said in the verse of scripture I read to you. Do a little better so that we can feel his spirit, so that we can feel that peace. Second, pray and read. Pray to communicate with God. Read to get answers from him. And third, make Sunday different. Make it a day to connect with God. Don't do any work. I never did any schoolwork on Sunday, even when I was in college, just because I needed Sunday to be different. I needed the break. And I found that getting that break was like a breath of fresh air every week because I knew I didn't have to work. I knew I didn't have to do schoolwork. And it was a true break. And that helps me feel peace even today, living those same principles even today. Jesus said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So my friends, the answer is peace. It doesn't matter your heartache, your troubles, your trials. If you can feel God's peace, you know he's got it all under control and that it will all work out in the end. All right, let's wrap it up with something fun. I'm going to paint a visual picture for you. Every morning, my cute Nathan, my 21-year-old son that has low-functioning autism, we have a pretty strict schedule that we adhere to because it keeps him happy. And one of the things that we do with Nathan's schedule is we walk. We go on a walk every day. We follow the same path. 
<laughs> because you got to keep things the same with kiddos on the autism spectrum. And I bring our dog and Nathan always skips ahead of, well, not always. Nathan will sometimes skip ahead of me on the path. Sometimes he's kind of slow, but this week has been a happy week. He's been awake and happy and skippy and loud. And <laughs> so here, here's my visual picture that I want to share with you that should make you smile. Nathan lately has been skipping down the trail and he's big. He, he's much taller than I am and he skips down the trail and our dog has to stop and pee and sniff everything it seems. And so he'll get, you know, 20 feet, 30 feet in front of me and I'm pulling our dog along saying, come on, I got to catch up to Nathan. <laughs> and so I literally have to jog to catch up to him lately. He has just been so happy and skippy and he and he'll sing songs as we're walking down the trail and I know people look at us funny and you know what? I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> because he makes me laugh. Nathan is such a sweet and happy soul and I will have to just include a picture of him on my show notes so that you guys can see what a cute and happy soul and what my morning walk kind of looks like but find joy in little things like walking <laughs> nathan sure does he loves that it's part of his schedule and yes he hasn't gone hardly anywhere since this whole pandemic thing started but he finds joy in walking and in getting out in nature and it brings me joy to see him so happy and so guys our joy can spread to others once we feel it it's amazing how magnetizing and how uplifting being around someone who is happy is it's just it's so rejuvenating it's so fun and, and you do, you just love being around him. And I'm not saying Nathan's happy all the time. He's not, but, but being around him when he's happy is like being around someone who just has a sunshiny personality. And we all love being around that type of person. So be that type of person. And if you don't feel strong enough to be that type of person, then maybe you just reflect the sun reflect the light that comes from God because that's the beautiful peaceful light that we're all looking for at this time of craziness and chaos anyway that is my quick episode for today remember to seek for peace pray for it and cling to it once you have it hope that you can get there because you will and God hasn't given up on you I promise you that. So don't give up on yourself. Hope on. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. I know that there are many of you out there that are going through a hard time, and I hope you found things that have been useful today as you listen to the podcast. If you would like to access the show notes from today's podcast, visit my website. It is storiesofhopepodcast.com. 
That is where you'll find favorite quotes from today's episode and shareable memes. And those are fun because you can share them with your friends on social media. You will also find the links mentioned throughout today's episode so you don't have to remember what those were. And also all the tips that were shared. Sometimes tips are shared so much throughout an episode you forget. What were those great things? So go to the show notes, storiesofhopepodcast.com to look up these fantastic resources. You know, if someone kept coming to mind during today's episode, perhaps that means that you should share this with them. Maybe there was a story shared or a tip that they really, really need to hear. So go ahead and share this episode with them. May God bless you, especially if you are struggling with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ and he will help bear that burden. Above all else, remember God loves you.